0: Welcome to a Tune and Align podcast, where we showcase the stories of real women who say yes to their dreams and do whatever it takes to manifest the outcomes they want to see in their lives. I'm your host, Marissa Lavalette, and I hope you'll leave today's episode feeling inspired, energized, and excited to take your very own first step on your own journey towards living a fulfilling life on your own terms. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to my friend, Lauren Fries. Lauren Fries is a small business owner of a new store in downtown Mill Valley, California called Surf and Sand. Before owning a retail boutique centered around coastal living and sustainability, Lauren worked in the tech nonprofit and design industries for over 16 years. She is a California coastal girl at heart having grown up in San Diego on the beach. Lauren is a proud mother to her seven-year-old son and newly married. It's the journeys in her life that have brought her to where she is today. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yay, let's dive right in. You know, in the bio I read, I mentioned, you know, the word journeys. It's the journeys that bring us to where we are today. So for people listening who don't know you yet, can you catch us up a bit on some of the parts of the journey that have led you to this point? Sure. Um, so
1: uh, as I kind of mentioned, I, you know, diving into like typical background started out here in the Bay Area um, of getting into kind of tech startup and worked at nonprofits and um, really had a traditional kind of corporate career background and went through, there's a lot of journeys in life that I've kind of gone through. um, But most recently kind of took a leap to leave that corporate traditional world and start my own business, um, which, you know, is that huge, huge, like jump risk factor um, so recently have done that and then as I mentioned also I'm a mother and recently got married um, and so there's been a lot of things but I would love obviously to like dive in and kind of tell you a little bit more about kind of why I started my business and what I did and like what really stimulated from that so
0: So thanks for the overview there. I'm a timeline kind of person. So can you give, so let's see, it's end of July, right? So can you give everyone an idea of like when you opened your store and what else was going on in your life at that time? Yes, yeah. So um, I,
1: I feel like I've been concepting this for years. I just couldn't quite piece together exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I always knew I wanted to have something of my own. I think so many people dream of that, but they don't quite get to the stage of like putting it together and conceptualizing it or like really building out a business plan. Um, And so I went through that hard work. I did a ton of interviews with other, some other business folks and just felt like I did my homework, but it wasn't until I was at a point in my life, which was actually in October of last year, um, got engaged and am with and met uh, the love of my life a week before lockdown. <laughs> so oh. we spent all of COVID um, together. And I think through that time, I was able to really like, I think, work through my feelings, frustrations, this like huge bucket in my life, which was your career that takes up so much of your time and like figure out what was really not making me happy. Um, I have gone through like so many of the companies and jobs and different things. And I think having a partner that could see me on a daily basis obviously we were all working from home and see that i was just really not loving what i was doing and not happy even i even though i was working in industries i was passionate about i still just was not personally stimulated or happy in what i was doing and he really you know he asked me a question and he's like is this if you don't follow your dream is are like you going to have regrets you know is this something that you want to jump forward in because if you do, you need to do it 110%. And I was like, yes. Um and then when we got engaged, I was like, all right, like I have a partner now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can move forward. Um and so we I'm I found a place and a location that just felt right. Honestly, we signed the lease and it was I got the keys in my hand on December 1st and it was like go time. I don't even wow. we have, yeah we spent all of Christmas in there to the end of Thanksgiving, like just trying to like quickly build out the space as fast as we possibly could. Um I mean I did not, I was in there from six in the morning until midnight, like seven days a week, um, plus working another actual corporate job. Um and so I was like off hours doing what I could, but we opened the doors, say I opened the doors at the end (laughs) of January. Um, and we did a grand opening in February. So on the time from October of getting getting engaged, signing a lease, getting it open, coming into the new year. Um, we had we got married in April. So in that whole process of starting this business um and getting things up and running, I was also planning a wedding. Um (laughs) and so (laughs) there was just a lot of things moving around at the same time. But um that is pretty much my timeline. I think my favorite moment about that whole experience is some people were like, God, you're getting married. You're such a chill bride. I'm like, mind you, this is my second wedding, but it doesn't make it any (laughs) different. But I was like, I just think mentally I had to compartmentalize. And like this, Mm. my, my business is my second, you know, child, so to speak. And so I just was like, until this grand opening is done and all this stuff is you know, up and running <laughs> and put together, I will then get the wedding in place. So yeah, I didn't wow. get my wedding dress um, until four days before my wedding.
0: Wow. Actually, yeah. So <laughs> oh my gosh. I love to hear that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I, you know, I was going to ask you because, you know, there's um a lot of people in the audience here, you know, are interested in like, spirituality and like astrology and the divine timing of things like now as you take a step back and like look at that chunk of time like any aha moments or takeaways in terms of like why was everything happening like all at the same time like have you had any thoughts about that um probably personally because I
1: pile stuff on my plate all the time um (laughs) I think I work (laughs) I think I you know I I kind of but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, um, I think it was also a testament. I think when you're really pushed at your hardest, you, it's your true testament of how you perform, but plus it gives you a platform to really come out of the situation, either stronger or maybe, you know, kind of brings you on into a different platform of becoming something else that you didn't yeah. even know that you would be because you were kind of pushed in that exactly pushed in that moment so but yeah. yeah I um, it's so funny I actually now that you say this I didn't even think about this but ironically enough I got married in my mid-20s um two months after I got engaged I got diagnosed with breast cancer Okay. And um that was like another crazy time that I look at my life that I was like at that moment I was battling cancer, planning a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and also was like working a job. And wow. You know, I think you'd be surprised at how much the human body can take on. Um and you know some people crumble and don't get me wrong i crumble all the time yeah. um but it really does make you stronger and i'm a huge firm believer that things happen for a reason it might uh-huh. just take you a while to figure out
0: exactly
1: what reasoning is so
0: right it's not necessarily clear in that moment while it's happening yeah wow okay that's that's wow what an action packed chunk of months there Um, something that like really stood out to me while you were leading us up to this point was like, um, like the hours that you were putting in to get the store ready, like to what extent, like before you dove into this, to what extent did you think like you'd be there? Like you said, 6am to midnight, like, was there anyone, you know, in your network who was like, Hey, Lauren, by the way, you're going to be there 18 hours a day. Like how much did you know? (laughs)
1: No, I mean, it's funny because it's like, you have this visualization in your head of everything that you think it's going to be. And nobody really talks about the tough times. I think it was really only maybe a few people that were like, you know, you're going to have to like work on weekends when you're in retail and you own a business, you're never really fully off. Um, But it's. You know, when you're in love with something, yeah, um, and you're really passionate about it, then you work really hard. Yeah. And I think that it's funny these, you know, corporations try and um even when I was at my past roles, it's like if you really want to motivate someone, like make sure they love their job and are passionate yeah. about what they're doing because they really well invest more time and creatively come up with you know, so many different ways to do things and try things out. So um, yeah, I think it's a true testament to really like trusting your heart and making sure that your heart in something because you will come out, um, you know, you will produce something (laughs) a lot faster, quicker, or just have more passion behind it and put into it. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. I love that idea of that. Like, you know, when people are in the right place and they are really aligned with what they're doing, right. Then they feel more motivated. That leads to that love and passion and creativity. Um, Yeah. It's so important, um, you know, that we seek out those roles that feel really aligned. I wanted to circle back to something you said when um, it sounds like it was during lockdown and it was your, well, now husband, then partner, right, um, said something to you, like, um, like there was, like, is this for you? Or what was it that, that was missing? Like you said that like mm-hmm. something was missing, like what feels different now? Like, because your, your, your daily career is now much different than like what it was in corporate. So like, w- what is that that, like, what is feeling more filled?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I think,
0: you know, a lot of people go want to
1: start a business because they want something of their own. So, this yeah. is definitely something of my own. But you know what? I also share it with my community. So, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Surf and Sand is mine and my baby, but it's yeah. also part of the community I'm in too. And I hope that, like, even this audience listening can join into the community yes. and be a part of it because I never had. I never sat here and said, like, I want to open a retail store and sell clothes. Like I just, <laughs> I never had that. That wasn't my passion. My passion was I wanted to curate a space, an environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I guess like jumping ahead because it kind of answers yep. a little bit of your question of like why I started surf and stands, but like, um, you know, I grew up in a coastal town. I felt like you know, I grew up on the beach, I grew up literally in the water, almost on a daily basis. Um, And I felt like there was always these like surf shops and skate stores, which I loved. I mean, I grew up skating and surfing. Um, And then I felt that there was these kind of other kind of beach curated stores, but I didn't really feel that there was anything that was elevated. And I wanted to create something that was kind of had that chic, coastal style to it for people that do enjoy um whether it's they're traveling it live in tropical places live in coastal towns whatever it is that really wants to embody that lifestyle and for me that coastal lifestyle usually when people live in coastal towns mountain towns towns that you appreciate your the nature and surroundings you really sometimes are more in tune with what you put in your body, on your yep. body, in your home, in the environment, just being appreciative of your surroundings and the, and the community that helps support that. And so um, to me, I wanted to create an environment that was what I'm passionate about, which is I'm a huge ocean advocate. And, um, and then really uh, focusing on brands that practice sustainability. Um, that was just a huge Uh, important ticker for me I mean every single brand I have in my store I interview I talk about their sustainability practices I make sure you know to really understand the brands that I carry and what I represent and really build this community that are with companies that are aligned and helping to make our environment a better place Um, you know, a lot of them give back to nonprofits. I used to work with the nonprofit sector. I have friends that own amazing nonprofits. or on boards of nonprofits. And it's just something that I'm passionate about. And I just wanted to create a space, whether that be online or be in person, that you can be educated and learn. and And, you know, whether you're wearing or putting it in your home or whatever you're doing, but really learn that there's better ways to practice business out there um so I think for me going back to your question long winded I couldn't find that in the industry that I was in actually in the last six years I've worked in like more of the nonprofit sector um and still couldn't really find that alignment and I live in this beautiful town um in northern California we have the coolest coastal atmosphere. And, you know, I really wanted to be a part of the community here. Um, And my son goes to school here. We've lived here for almost four years. I've, you know, been in the Bay Area for over 15. I just really wanted to kind of give back in some sort of way. Um and really bring themes that I feel that align and make sense um here. Um, And so I think what sparked for me um obviously some kind of sense in the way I talk how passionate I am about it that like how much I love it um but I think the thing that flipped for me is I was at a time in my life with someone that supported me yeah in making that that jump and my bit of advice to anybody that yeah. wants to make that jump is I, I had to learn who I was in myself. And I think I was so fragile all the time of always mm. wanting other people's opinions. Yeah. Um, like, am I doing this right? Am I not doing this right? What do they think? What will they think of this? Yeah. Um, I shut it all down. I was yep. like, you know, if I'm going to make this work, and really go forward forward with it, I'm not going to tell anyone about it. Because I don't want anyone's opinion unless I ask for it. It's just unsolicited advice that like I feel like people need to feel the need to projectile and vomit their advice to people. And like sometimes
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like, yeah,
1: wanted. So anyone that's out there wanting to start something, I would my, you know, two cents would be is like grab your little tribe. Yes. Find out who your tribe is. Yes. You know, maybe they're. You know, four or five people, or two people, twenty people, whatever it is. Grab your tribe together, and those are your trusted sources. Yes, um, that you can confine in, ask questions in. They're going to be honest and open feedback. Exactly. Um, and then keep that that ideation process within your tribe because, to me, that's exactly what I did. I had four people, four or five people that really I could confine in, get feedback yeah. in talk to. And then when I let everyone know the news, I let everyone know together. I let my my family, I let them all know. I think people were shocked. They were like, everyone just got the same blanketed email, even my family. They were like, what? What do you mean you're starting a business and quitting? What do you mean you're opening a retail store? What is this? But it was like, sorry, it's too bad, too late. You can't give me It's it's already happened. Already happened, can't give me any unsolicited advice. Like um, yeah. it was just so beneficial for me in that process. Like it was, I'm so happy I did it that way because I, I already, you know, like it just helped me become grounded and make sure that I was making the right
0: decision for mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. I wasn't trying to make a decision for someone else. So I love like your crystal clear example of how you like you sat in the driver's seat of that whole process of, you know, who was going to know at the outset. And then when you felt ready to tell everyone, um, I love that because, um, you know, I'm, I talk a lot about manifestation and you have this dream or this vision and there's a really delicate balance, right? Because it's like, you have to talk about it a little bit, right? To get the energy moving and to get the information you need from like trusted guides, confidants, teachers, right? But then you don't want to talk about it too much because then when you get that unsolicited advice, you know, that starts to cloud your energy and, and, you know, all the energy that you're supposed to be devoting to this new thing, right? It makes you start second guessing yourself. So, I mean, I, I, Thank you so much for like really sharing with us how you handled that because that comes up so much like from big things like starting businesses or like even small things like where should I go get you know a hair appointment you know and <laughs> and and so I think it's about knowing like who's got your back and like who truly cares about your well being and the best outcome for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And wow. it was yeah, and I think
1: like. It's funny. I um I remember having to like sit down and tell people what I was doing and I was so nervous about it, like my family primarily, um because I just I've done it. I'm going the untraditional path. Exactly. And, but you know what? Going the traditional path, I have made wrong decisions in doing. So, like I sometimes yep. I I made a big mistake. And it's not a mistake, but like I should say I made a big decision in my life,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I thought that it would make my family happy. Yes. Um, when in reality, I didn't stop and like check in with my inner self, yep. if I was happy. And, and I, you know, it's completely yep. diverted my life in a different direction. And so I think it's just really making sure that you feel grounded in your decision and that you're really standing on your own two feet
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and have your support team with you for sure. But that decision needs to be your own. Um, and you know, and I, I admitted already, like I wasn't strong enough to, to really feel confident that I could make that ground decision. If I shared that information, because I am motivated very easily on other people's thoughts. and opinions. I think that just comes from having like a compassionate heart. I'm always kind of like, wondering what other people think and making sure I feel like I'm pleasing people. But um, I needed to stop and be like, no, I'm going to do this my way. Um, And because it is literally, it's my risk at the end of the day. Like I take, you know, my, it's it's, it was my financial risk. It's my personal risk. It's my risk onto my family. Um, And so I just really needed to make sure I felt confident in that.
0: Thank you. You know, like this theme of of a journey keeps coming up through our conversation, because it was like, you know, a while back, you made that decision that you thought would make your family happy. And then you were left, you know, feeling unfulfilled or misaligned. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, you know, with that self-awareness, then when you came to this juncture, right, you were able to, you know, put yourself in the driver's seat and, and everybody else would have to wait, right? Because because like you said, it's your risk you're taking on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, get your, like, even going through my list of like, who I try this? Like I have a life coach. I got one three years ago. It's super beneficial. Highly recommend
0: life coaches,
1: (laughs) but, um, 10 out of 10
0: recommend (laughs) 10
1: out of 10 recommend
0: everybody needs a life coach.
1: Um, it's just, and then, and then, yeah, I had like professional people too in my life, in addition to like, a you know, a couple of friend resources, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think all of us could use like guidance and help, but I don't think like, I don't know. I mean, I don't have it figured out. I don't even know what figuring it out even really truly means I think we all need to be living a life where we're doing like a really active job at adapting and growing and listening Mm -hmm. um it's so cool to think that like you can have so many lives in your one life you don't need to have just like this one perfect planned out life you go through all these journeys um so it's just I think it is really the journey that makes you whether it opens a new door for you, whether that leads you on a different path, whether that helps change you, think maybe teach you a different perspective, the way to look at things, whatever it is. So absolutely.
0: mentioned the word perspective and that was actually where I wanted to go next so let's say you know someone listening you know is walking through Mill Valley and they're ready to pop into surf and sand for the first time you know and they're going to check out these sustainably made goods for coastal living like what kind of perspective shift you know might they experience going through your store that you know may be different from like other typical shopping experiences
1: um some of my favorite feedback I get is um the energy yes in, in my store I spent a ton of time curating the energy yes. um so it's like I, I some of my favorite quotes and it's the way I feel um but it's like I, I get this like people walk in and am like well that was such a calming experience or I feel yeah. really like energized in here your space has good like energy to it Mm -hmm. Um, and that was something really important to me because again like I didn't want it to be in and you just go in and buy clothes like I think I'm very sensitive to consumerism like and I think that that's why it's like if we're gonna be a consumerism environment there's different ways that you can practice to be sustainable you can recycle you can reuse clothes you can thrift you can do all these different things but if you want to practice consumerism which we all unfortunately you know like some of us love to do um I myself love to shop Mm -hmm. but um Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was buying from brands that I knew that were making conscious decisions to make our environment a better place so whether that's the fabrics they use in their clothes recycled fabrics BCI cotton linens um, linens consume 90% less waste um, in terms of water than like a cotton. Um, oh. Just things that more plant-based fabrics as opposed mm-hmm. to plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know, but fashion actually is the second largest um, plastic uh, yep. causing, um, mm-hmm. you know, waste to our, to our world. So it's like, as we're trying to reduce our plastics, you need to pay attention to where plastics sit. They're not just in water bottles. Um, they're in your clothes that you wear. So it's like really just, you know, focusing on the education process of that. There's also really, it's been interesting opening in COVID too, because I think a lot of people got used to this fast consumerism behavior yes. of like having things shipped to you in a day, getting instantaneously, returning it back, not right. paying for shipping costs. But what you don't get is like shipping's drastically gone up in cost. Um, And, you know, being a small business owner, any small business, like we can't, it's very hard, you know, to pay, to pay the same, to play in the same space and pay the same cost as like, you know, these companies that are ultimately like producing this fast turnaround. But I try and teach people, I'm like, there's slow fashion on demand fashion um and it's like people are like what's on demand fashion i'm like it means they don't make it until you buy it therefore yeah. there's not waste out there they're not producing nine lines mm-hmm. per year they're they're making it as it's bought so there's not this consumerism waste um which then things go on sale or they go away or they you know just goes out into landfills at the end of the day so it's just you know, or slow fashion, really, these brands only produce very small amounts. It's like, so I think it's been really interesting for me to see when people walk in to surf and stand or experience it, you can shop online too, is that um, it's a little bit of that education process. Um, I think people feel more rewarded, I hope. Yeah. When you know that you're buying from a brand that's ultimately trying as a business to make better minded and sound decisions and the way that they ethically or practice their business. I mean, this, you know, so it's just, it's, I want to support that. Yeah. Um, and really build that, uh, build a community around that brands that are doing that. I love all the brands that I have. And I love learning about new things constantly daily. So
0: speaking of learning new things, um, I had, thank you so much. I had heard the term slow fashion, but Uh this is my first time hearing on-demand fashion. And that, thank you for explaining that because now I really understand that like, if you order like a really quality hat or you order really quality bathing suit, the reason you're waiting versus like, you know, quick, like one or two day shipping, you know, somewhere else with like a huge, whatever it is, the reason you're waiting is because then they're making it for you. So And and that is more rewarding. Exactly. And it's, you know, um, the
1: other thing is, is like, I try and find brands that are from like coastal towns, or that like are curated for the same type of environment that we're from. Um, But it's, you know, and a lot of the brands give back, and that's a big thing as a business. Like they have to take a certain percentage percentage of, of their cut to be able to yep. give back to nonprofits, support yep. different types of nonprofits. So, um, it's it's overall just if every business could practice that way, you know, reducing some sort of like whether it's a carbon footprint and environmental footprint, uh, giving back, whatever it is, right. it's just making more eco-conscious decisions that hopefully like impact our world. Um, I mean, obviously this a little bit of a scary time out there right now. And so I just, you know, I want to do anything that is possible to try and like, make it a little bit better place every day. It's just microchipping away at little things that really will make a bigger, bigger, sustainable impact.
0: I love, I love when you mentioned like some, some of your customers experiences, what they say, like it's a calming experience. I feel energized here. Now that you mention it, I'm thinking of like the times that I've been in your store and like, I kind of, I like, I wander around a little bit and then like I stop and stare and I'm just like taking it all in. Right? There's like like I don't feel rushed in there. It's like very meditative and and I love all the natural light you have in there. It's, it's just such a treat going in. Oh, thank love you. It. I love that. Um so, you know what I want to hear now? You know, so we've talked about, you know, your journey and um, we've talked about like what what is in the store and how you made those choices. Like you're now, you know, still less than a year in, I'd love to hear like your biggest surprise so far, or like your biggest joy in opening the store, like something that you could not ever have anticipated, you know, without taking the leap, without diving in.
1: Um, oh my gosh. I, I'm literally learning something new every single day. Okay. Um, Wow. I mean, I think it's like, there's no play by play book. No, I felt like I tried to do my due diligence before opening this. I met with other owners. some are more forthcoming than others. Like I did try and really kind of tap into the community, but I'm sometimes a little bit of the blind leading the blind. Like I, (laughs) you know, and, and when you, when you, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm figuring it out. I don't know when I'm like really ever going to have it figured out because I really have to listen to the community. Like I did my best at putting things together, opening up, curating some brands, trying to curate the space, but it's really like, what does the community want? Um, what do they like? What do they not like? What are the seasons like? Um, obviously I've worked in retail before, but it's so different. I yeah. feel like than what I've put together again, like I don't look at my face or my brand or surf and sand as is a retail boutique. I really mm-hmm. like, for me, it's, it's an experience. Um, yeah. and it's really is like a community. Um, and so I, I think my biggest aha was like something you asked before and yeah. I know we like spoken about this is like it's how it changes your life.
0: Mm. Like
1: it's um it's so predictable when you're when things are mapped out in front of you. Um like you go to a nine to five job. I don't know anybody really that works nine to five jobs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> more like an eight to nine job or whatever yeah uh, but it's like you know we all work a ton like welcome to America everyone we're never enough we're never producing enough Mm. we're never good enough like yeah it's just a really yucky vibe and the appeal and it's like I think that that for me is like I just felt I was on this rat race constantly. I'm like, I'm working at these, you know, high-end corporate jobs. I have a steady income. I have a 401k of health insurance. And then like, man, I just threw all that out the door. And I was like, I'm sitting here trying to save all this money to buy a house in the world of this market that feels so unattainable to do. And I'm working for companies that I, I just, I never Like I never had joy. Like it never was bringing me joy. Um, And so again, when you look at these buckets in your life, family, finances, love, career, whatever your buckets are, my bucket of career that takes up such a huge bucket was like, I never, it never brought me joy. Um, You know, and if you want a fulfilled life, make sure that all your buckets are do your best that you can to like really make sure that all your buckets are bringing you joy. Cause once one of those buckets is not, it really can mess with everything else. And so, um, but I took that risk and I, instead of the me here being a traditional, you know, pathway, I dropped my you know corporate career. I dropped my, um, <laughs> I dropped my savings for a home and it's all in my business. Like, every dime I, um, is is in that business. Um, and so I wish there was this playbook. Like, I wish that I knew everything, but it's like, it just totally changed my life. And I don't think I could, I don't think I could have ever prepared for that. Like I, you know, missed like, it's just your day to day. Like it's everything from like your day to day changes to this like feeling of like, just owning your own business of like your life is into this it's not it's not someone else's there's no security there's I mean I'm not somebody who just grew up on money and have the security and just launching this retail boutique because I think it's fun like this is my life like yeah. this is my livelihood um, yeah. and so for me it's like I'm really trying to do the damn best that I possibly can and I am open and willing for all feedback <laughs> yeah you know I do not have it figured out, but, um, it's just that perception that it really is like that weight is all on my shoulders to like be successful, um, and really continue to make sure that it's sparking joy. And that was a huge thing when I took this risk is that I was like, I, have time blocked it. Like I was like, I'm going to give myself this allocated time to try and make sure that this is successful because one, it could not be successful. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I hope I get my money back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe
1: it all goes down the drain. I don't know mm-hmm. that's not the case. I'm going to stay positive. Yep. But also, I didn't really know if it was going to spark joy for me. Mm-hmm. Like i would never owned a business before. Yeah. Like That's part of taking a risk. It's like, it doesn't mean it's going to be fun and that you're going to like it. And it's right. like, <laughs> I think that's the thing I talked to my husband about is I was like, what if I don't like it? Like, what if the, I'm not happy. Like, yeah. what if this doesn't bring me joy? Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, you do it until it doesn't, you know, and then we'll figure it out. Or yeah. if it doesn't work out, we'll figure it out. But like, um, so I think, um, kind of went around about way to your question. Yeah. Like, I really, I really, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm learning new stuff. I would say the biggest, but yeah, the biggest thing for me is is the life change that it brings you from the time in your day to the responsibility to the, the way that you work towards something. I mean, I just, I'm not like working a job anymore. I don't even call this my job. I don't say I really right. go to work. Um, I say right. that like this is my business. This is my, this is my everything. Yeah. Um, so Yeah.
0: I, I really, really appreciate and, and want to acknowledge just like how openly you share with us, like how fully invested you are, um, you know, spiritually, energetically, financially into the success of your business. Um, you know, we are a predominantly female audience listening to this podcast. Um, and, and I think that, you know, some of those financial in, investments are topics that I think women don't talk about enough. Like there's just this taboo around like money and we don't really talk about like what it takes to get something up and off the ground and operating. Um, Is there anything else that you wish women talked more about? And like, if we were to talk more about it, you know, we'd all be uplifted. We'd have more information.
1: Yes. Um, I, before starting this, like I went... I went through a divorce, um, and was a single mom and was still, um, you know, I'm married now, but like, that's my child's like, I, it is scary as hell. I didn't, I listen to so many women around that I see that are like in unhappy marriages and afraid to leave. Cause they don't financially think that they can independently right. do it on their own. Yeah. Um, I think it goes in the same of taking a risk and starting something new in your life. Like I'm, you know, I don't, want to continue to have live in a world where like women feel that they can't independently support themselves. Like I've had to start all over again. Like, yeah, yeah, it's scary being like, you know, yeah. Going from somewhere and starting at the bottom again and having Mm to build the way back up. But I think that that's like part of the journey in life. It doesn't necessarily mean your successful outcome or your financial success outcome I think it really goes back to like are these things making you happy um, right because you you know you really do only get one life and I wish that people spoke about it more I don't know why it's such a taboo to talk yeah. about like your <laughs> so many things in your life that people don't open up yeah. about whether it's finances that yeah. whatever it is yeah. like um your problems you're having it's just I wish that I'm a super honest raw person and I wish that, um, you know, I wish that more women felt comfortable having those, you know, hard conversations. Cause honestly they could reach out and ask for more support. And it's funny, like I had so many, actually I have a lot of like man friends in my life that are like, like Lauren, you need to ask for help like, don't try and take this all on by yourself. We're just so used to doing that. And it's okay to ask for help. Um, And it's okay to like, I I just wouldn't want anyone to ever feel trapped in a place that they couldn't get out of because of finances holding them back. Like, you know, speak up, say something, reach out. Someone might be able to help. There might be a path somewhere. There might be some sort of way there's some sort of resolution. Like I think ultimately at the end of the day, be happy and make sure that you're healthy and like all the other stuff will get figured out. Um, Cause you know, yeah, you can't control your health and you could try and control your happiness is possible. Um, and when I mean you can't control your health, I mean like right. life happens. We're all getting right. older and growing. Right. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> that means, happening. <laughs> we're all aging. That's all yeah. happening.
1: Um, yeah. but I mean it's just make sure that you're doing your best to like maintain your health and happiness. And right. like that's that's the most important. So um, you know, I think that, that so many people are yeah,
0: scared to like really open up about that type of stuff. So I mean, and that's the beauty of of opening up and sharing is that like, once we begin to share, like, well, we think we're the only person in that situation, but once we begin to share, you're like, oh, someone else has been here before me. And, you know, if they share something with me, you know, I might gain some insight.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. It's like when I was talking and meeting new people and they were like, oh my God, you're like a single mom on your own. And how did you do that? And it's like, I could tell people ask me questions sometimes were curious for themselves. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, how did you know you were unhappy in your marriage? Or how did yeah. you know this or that? Um and I think it's like okay for people to like raise your hand and you're not yeah. failing. There's no such thing as failure. Who's the one that wrote the playbook of success? Right. Like is there's you know, like who are you listening to at the end exactly. of the day that's telling you right. what this success was supposed to be or look like? So mm-hmm. um I think it's really what you make of it. Um, I also love that I have a partner in my life that's so he's so simple. Like it's crazy how much simplicity. Yep. Um, really is a huge empowering thing. Like I love that. it's just yeah, it's just living a simple life. Oh, and he's teaching that. me that on a daily basis. Just like it's just like it's all. All he he says to me is like he's like I just want to make sure that you're happy. Like that's oh the my god thing is that you're happy, Lauren,
0: I'm about to cry right because it's like <laughs> we live in this world right now that like every day just seems increasingly more and more complex. And just your use of the word simplicity made my eyes start to burn. Like, what if it could just be simple?
1: Doesn't
0: any. I mean,
1: you look at these people that like live out of their backpack. Yeah. Like, really? Like you don't need a lot of themes in
0: yeah. life. Yeah. So it's
1: like, I think we're constantly feeling like we're in this rat race that we have to like have the best blah, 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 or whatever it is. And it's like, who says that?
0: Yep. Like, who <laughs> that? Yeah. Who is telling
1: you that they're happy because they have this giant home or that they, whatever they have. Yeah. Like, I don't. I That doesn't make happiness. Like, and if that's what makes you happy, great. Go for it. But like, I would question your intern, like what really brings you joy? Like what sparks joy for you? Um, and don't be afraid to take that risk and finding that joy.
0: Well, okay, Lauren. So I have one question left for you, but I think you just answered it. I said, (laughs) I was going to ask you, what's the piece of advice you would give to yourself 10 years ago?
1: Um, uh, it, it would honestly yeah it would be seeking yeah. happiness yeah yeah
0: yeah Seek um, happiness yeah yeah, I love that and
1: you don't I think it's it's I'm like I'm gonna be you know my raw honest uh, yeah. authentic self it's like I'm working on that on a daily basis yeah like, I'm not happy every day like, right you know I'm not yeah. I'm. I'm figuring things out I'm still learning yeah. but I I think it's when, you know, and there's so much stuff going on in the world, but when it personally something happens that personally impacts you, I think yeah, it definitely hits home more. But and I hate to constantly use the quote that you do only have one life, but like we all we all only get to like be here just this once. Yeah. Um, and you don't unfortunately know when that will end. And I think just having survived cancer having watched things in my family um that I've you know watched my important people around me their life just changed in a blink of an eye like Mm. it's just I don't yeah I guess it's like also like making sure that you don't have do your best not to have like regrets like I don't want to look back and like wish that or wish the other thing. so it's like just you know try and build out that path the best you can and I mean I don't have it figured out I'm trying every day um and I'm all for helping others and like supporting other women out there and um anyone to be honest um you don't necessarily need to be female but have maybe that empowerment of supporting that community but um I'm all for for helping. Cause like, I really don't think anyone can do this alone. And I don't really think anyone wants to necessarily be alone. I think it's just making sure that you feel open and vulnerable enough to be accepting
0: of like that support. So Lauren, thank you so much. So when we sign off here, I will drop everything in the podcast notes that all the listeners need to know, I'll let them know where they can find you, where they can find your store, how they can shop online. We'll also drop links so they can sign up for your newsletter and follow along on your socials as well at Search Sand Co. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm gonna sign us off. This has been a Tune and Align podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our conversation. And more importantly, thank you for taking the time to tune into the power of your own dreams. We can't wait to see what your heart will ask you to do next.